I'm off today, so we're doing something a little different and discussing the latest blockbuster to hit HBO Max, Mortal Kombat. Now, is this adaptation of the hit video game franchise worth your time? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. It has begun. Here to debate the merits of the film is CNET resident geek and fellow combatant, Sean Keane. Welcome, Sean. Round one, fight. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready to battle, ready to fight it out because we know we disagree on this. Uh, before we get into the actual debate, I just want to offer a bit of a spoiler warning. We are going to go into it. The, the movie has been out for about a week now. So hopefully if you've had a chance to watch it on HBO Max or in theaters, you have. If not, turn off the podcast right now. If you're interested in the movie, go watch it and then come back later. I'll give you all a few more seconds. All right. Let's begin. Sean, what did you think of the film? I thought it was pretty good. Um, I went in pretty neutral. Like, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. I know the lore pretty well. Occasionally, I, I go on little Wikipedia adventures to remind myself of all that <laughs> glorious lore. Um, and I was a little bored the first hour, if I'm honest. It was kind of set up uh, But then the second hour happened and the violence began. The ridiculous cartoon violence that is Mortal Kombat and I was quite enthralled and the final battle I thought was spectacular so I I disagree so I I did not I don't feel strongly about this movie and I think that's the biggest problem with me is I actually found it really forgettable and I'm like you I'm a pretty big Mortal Kombat fan I, I'm steeped in the lore I really love that original film as cheesy as it is that the 1995 classic uh, but like you, I found uh, a big chunk of the film pretty boring. It kind of dragged out, and I, 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 you know, I had kind of issues with it. I felt like it started off really strong, you know, great backstory between what the characters that would be Scorpion and Sub Zero fighting to the death, and then the end, and then the end piece, which there, there were some problems with for me for that, but ultimately a great fight scene. And it sort of bookends what is a pretty bland movie, a forgettable movie. And I think that the biggest issue for me is, you know, when I left the theaters in 1995, and granted, I was much, much younger and far more impressionable. Like, I was pumped. That music was fantastic. Um, the action scenes may not have been the greatest, but back then, like, it was fine for a PG-13 film, a film that really I realistically, I couldn't get into most R-rated films at that point anyway. Um this movie, though, like after it streamed, I just sort of and I watched it with my wife. And both of us were just sort of like, eh, all right. And then I, I almost immediately forgot about the film within like 30 minutes beyond nitpicking a couple plot points, which we can get into. But I don't know. That was that was it for me. I think that to your point about the that that kind of middle hour, the first part of the, the, the film where they're setting things up, it seemed like it took up 80 percent of the film. And then when it got to the fighting, it just sort of ended I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, so Kano was really made the, the middle section fun. You know, like it it was a little boring aside from his quips. Now, I think he got too many of the quips. Like they should have maybe given the other characters a little more humor. Um, and I'd, I'd quote him here, but all of his quotes are like full of profanity. So we'll not do that. Right. Well, and no, he's great. And I, I, I appreciated Kano. He definitely was a highlight of the film. Uh, I was very sad to see him go at the end because I'm like, well, it's Mortal Kombat, so maybe he'll come back. But when he died, I'm like, oh man, they killed off like the best character in this film. 
but that was a problem because they went and they took the trouble to create a whole new character in, in Cole Young, played by Louis Tan. He's supposed to be this main character with this hidden back history that if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, you probably figured out like within five minutes. That's um, <laughs> yeah, so obvious. <laughs> but he was so bland. And here's the thing, like I've seen Louis Tan in other projects uh, and he's very good. He's a great actor. He's got personality. He's got charisma. None of that showed. And I think that's partly the direction, partly the, the script. Like the, the fact that you went to the trouble to create this whole new character, but you made it and you sideline classic characters like Sonya, like Liu Kang, like Kung Lao. But you made him super boring. Like the dialogue and during like the final scene when he was setting up the 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 attack, the the final fight, right? Like the dialogue was just so boring and pedantic that it was just sort of like, eh. All right. <laughs> and there's an odd plot hole with the, the final battle I, I thought of recently. Um so at the start Scorpion's family is frozen to death. They're just yes. gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cole's family is also frozen at the end. But yeah. they're all right. They're just trapped in ice. I thought they were dead, actually. Initially, when they showed the scene, I'm like, oh, wow, it happened all over again. And that was pretty dark and also yeah. fitting. Um, and like like I saw when Scorpion, like the, uh, yeah, when Scorpion like looked at the, the, the frozen family, kind of had a flashback to his own. I'm like, that's... That's great stuff, but then like yeah, they had a bit of a, a bit of a cop out there where he he did some sort of heat blast and they were fighting in, and yeah, I mean it's Mortal Kombat. I'm not I'm not necessarily going to argue that aspect of it, but it was just it was weird, and it goes back to um, my my issue with the main character and really some of the other characters that were all that I thought were shortchanged was that final fight scene really should have been a fight where uh, like Cole took the lead, but in the end it was really scorpion versus sub-zero and like i know they needed to do that they needed to put scorpion sub-zero against each other because that's what the fans want but it also again sort of undercut the main character because it's just like his his main purpose here was to call in the cooler character that you really wanted to see all along yeah and uh cole's whole whole purpose was undercut by that somewhat uh like I wasn't fully on board with him until he got the armor and he murdered Goro. That's that's <laughs> one of those like those those tropes in like comics and shows like called jobbing, where uh, yes. yeah, like uh, an established badass character is killed by a new character to to make us like feel for this new character. But that that's a classic pro wrestling move for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, here's the thing, though. Like, if you, yes, if you are a fan of Mortal Kombat, you understand that Goro is badass. If you are not, if you're just sort of coming into this, like my wife was, uh, was Goro really even a badass? There was a mention about him being, you know, I'm honored to have this Prince Goro guy here. But then, like, he shows up, and then five minutes later, he's dead. So is he really a badass? Because the only time, here's what, as cheesy as that original movie was, they did set Gore up really well, right? The little montage or he's just beating on all these people. Even if they didn't show, they're just showing people being tossed away. You understood that he was a badass, even though he looked super cheesy. Uh, although I have to admit, I, I did like the practical effects of Goro. It, it, ha- having watched it recently, I'm like, all right, it looks terrible, but also super entertaining. Um, but this, the new one, which looks great in CG, kind of, I would quibble like whether he actually works too well in CG, but... Uh, 
he it just seemed to me like he he was presented as this badass people talked about it but they never showed it right and the only time you saw him fight he lost that kind of hits at a point like none of the villains aside from kano who you know, we knew he was going to be a villain ultimately, but he wasn't presented in that way. Like, they were all dull. Like, Shang Tsung was so forgettable. Um, and that sucks. Like, a character with that lineage, especially when you think about, like, in the 1995 movie, he was spectacular. Like, he chewed scenery like crazy. Uh, and he, and obviously, in this new movie, he didn't need to be exactly like that because, you know, it has to forge its own identity. But that doesn't mean he should be boring and underwritten and just stand around. Right. And I feel like the only other villain that they gave some personality to was Cabal, the guy that moves really fast. And then, you know, like he wasn't really a main character. I don't know if he was a fan favorite, but, you know, he had a couple of quips in there. It was a little, I know he hinted at some sort of relationship with Kano in the past, but then he was dispatched pretty quickly yeah yeah like he he had that really intense new york accent right and yeah uh, it was he felt just a little bit i don't know too in your face without the charm of kano it it, yeah. it didn't work the same way uh what were some of the aspects that you did like what, let's talk about the fights because this is a fighting movie right and so did you did you you, you, you talked about the final fight but sort of in general what did you think about the fights and the fatalities? We should talk about the fatalities as well. Because that's all we were ever there that's, for. That's, yeah, exactly. That's what we're paying to see. Well, <laughs> subscribing to HBO Max to see. Yeah, I thought the, the fatalities were really great. And when we think back to that 1995 movie, like there weren't fatalities in that. Yeah, this is one aspect where the new movie definitely improves upon, fixes a big mistake, because that original movie was PG-13 and... I mean, like I'm glad it was because I was able to watch it at my my young age. But uh, but yeah, this one like obviously did a lot of the violence and gore, right? Yeah, and so with the the, the final battle, which I'm utterly fixated on, as you can tell, um, by the end of it, I was like, "Burn him, Scorpion! Do the do the do that classic fatality," and he did, and I was pleased. <laughs> Although I, I I kept thinking. Uh, if if I were controlling the characters of this movie, like in the end, he would basically be jumping up constantly, <laughs> and then he would just be looking around, and like there would be no fatality. Like Sub Zero would just fall down and die, because that's that's kind of how I play Mortal Kombat. Like I always screw up the fatality. Like all right, come on, just up, up, down, look. Uh, uh, <laughs> Where you just end up punching them. Like, <laughs> exactly, in the exactly. Yeah. Um, well, no, I so the I mean, so this is kind of the issue of I had with the fights because I actually thought the fights themselves were kind of bland. Like, I think I didn't think they were shot particularly cinematically, and I think that goes a bit to the the first time director. Um, but it felt like the fights were kind of perfunctory and just sort of like, all right, they happen, and then like. They spent all the time and resources and energy into making sure those fatalities work. Because they did work. And I did appreciate um, there was one that Kung Lao did where he basically split a character in two. That was fantastic. And he said flawless victory. And it actually was like, yeah, that was a flawless victory. That was an actual correct use of that term, <laughs> which I did appreciate. But I felt like the actual fights for a movie about basically what is a martial arts tournament, the fighting was was okay. Like I and and like and I also say this knowing that the the original nineteen ninety five movie like the fighting there was a little bit iffy. There were a couple of good fights in that film, uh, but 
obviously things have evolved over the last several decades. Fight scenes have gotten more creative. They've gotten more um, dynamic, right? You just look at like John Wick. You look you look at modern action movies, and there are there are films that leave an impression on you. And I feel like this one, beyond the fatalities, the fight scenes did not leave much of an impression. <laughs> There was uh, in the training scene, uh, <laughs> Liu Kang kept uh, sweeping Kano. I was like, oh, yeah, I've yes. been a victim yes. of that. I've definitely been there. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, look, overall, the, the fatalities were, yeah, they were pretty spectacular. There was one, one, as- one sort of general aspect that um, kind of bugged me was this, the, the introduction of this, and I know they wanted to build up the lore, but the introduction of the concept of Arcana and that, that, you basically, when you've got this mark of Mortal Kombat, it like allows you to tap into your inner power. It felt very much to me like because of this focus on trying to develop your power, like um, it felt like they were trying to develop their own version of the X Men or Avengers, where it was all about superpowers, right? Like Kano even had a whole thing about like, oh, it's like a box of chocolates. You don't know what kind of power you're gonna get, right? And it that, that focus to me less on the fact that there was no. The other issue I had was there was no actual tournament in the Mortal Kombat. Um, but the fact that it was so much about powers that it, it felt in the end, especially with that kind of montage of fights at, at the end before the Scorpion Sub-Zero throwdown, it felt like something you would see in like at the end of an X-Men or MCU film. Yeah, the uh, so the, like the game series, I, I don't know exactly when this happened, but like it's a sen- just leaned into them being superhumans over the years. Like that they they survive all these crazy things. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know exactly when that happened, when like they were clearly superhuman all along, but they acknowledge it. Uh, like these characters survive all kinds of stuff, like when Outworld invades Earth and everything. Um, and this movie is making it more explicit. Like it's a little too on the nose, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it, again, it... it it brought it back to like this being more of a, a superhero movie in some ways that, and it took away from uh, the the fact that these are just fighters and this is how they roll. Like I would have been okay if they just didn't have to explain that Liu Kang like had to develop his superpower by killing some other random person. Um, it's just, yeah, like I get they're trying to develop the lore, but it was also like, uh, you know, it's Mortal Kombat. You can roll with that. Well, we say that as fans, uh, it's hard to get into the perspective of someone who doesn't necessarily know. Though I guess Mortal Kombat is so iconic, it's just like whatever. Like these people. Well, that, that, that's a really good point because I don't like going in fresh. I don't know if this is, if like that lore is helpful or if it's like another needless complication. And it it could be helpful. I like I I don't know. Like maybe maybe people do need context as to why. Kano can shoot lasers out of his eyes like or you know and I feel like in in going back to the MCU and like all these movies with, with superpowers like I feel like people just kind of take it for granted like all right yeah yeah whatever people yeah people of superhero uh, superpowers in this doesn't need to be kind of explained away um yeah it definitely and it created more talking which was the real problem like there was just too much talking about Arcana and all that nonsense there there was a lot of talking that it was kind of a, a long extended training montage i don't know i mean overall for me again it's, it's kind of forgetful i guess bottom line though like do you think you should do you think folks should watch this and are you interested in another mortal Kombat? i think 
you know if you want to watch this film. You know, it's it's like it's Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it, it's so iconic, people know what to expect to some degree. It's like just just fighting and, and violence and general silliness and cool ninjas. Um but I'm all about a sequel. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it uh, leading more to the door. And there's, there are lots of little hints at a sequel, like all of the dead bad guys getting teleported away at the end. It's like, well, so they're all coming back mm-hmm. uh, in various new forms. Um, but I'd really like to see Cole developed more. And yeah, like just just have a bit more of a personality next time, not just to be to to be this point of view character just to be have more agency yep. and more personality. I, I agree. Like as, as much as I've ragged on this movie like the last 20 minutes or so, I actually do want to see a sequel. I think I like the cast. I, I think it was actually a well cast film. Um and, and like I, I want to see to your point like Cole Young have his character developed. Maybe he becomes the new Scorpion. I don't know. There, there, there's there's something that they can do with him. He's a talented enough actor that I think if they gave him the right material, he can make it work. Uh, I don't know if the director or the writer should be back. To be perfectly frank, like I like I feel like there should be a a better creative team behind this. Um, but I do want to see the actual tournament. Like they, this was all basically a prelude to the real Mortal Kombat tournament. Um, and yeah, I'd like I'd. I'd I'd actually like to see a Mortal Kombat tournament in a Mortal Kombat film. So. Right. Yeah, we've seen that original tournament like so many times where people go to Shang Tsung's Island and whatever. So they should definitely put a new spin on it. But I, I, I would like to see a new tournament. They should just go skip straight to going to Outworld like in Mortal Kombat 2, the, the game Mortal Kombat 2, and just go nuts with it. And But develop the villains as well. Like... I would like to see Shao Kahn show up because he's he's a pretty cool baddie, um, and just just stomp all those loser villains we saw in the first movie. It's like I don't care anymore. Just just cast them aside <laughs> or make them more interesting. Uh, but I will say that if the Mortal Kombat lore floats your boat and you haven't played the more recent games. Definitely play through the story modes. Like Mortal Kombat 11, is, which came out in 2019, has an amazing story mode. Like they are so wonderfully written and terribly silly, but it, it leans into the series history and they're just a joy to play through. Sean, thank you for your time and, and humoring me. And uh, to my listeners, thank you for humoring us. I know it's an extra long episode and we ranted a lot about Mortal Kombat, which may not necessarily be the normal topic of discussion for us, but really appreciate you sticking with us if you did. Uh, you can check out all of our Mortal Kombat coverage courtesy of Sean on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. Or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. You could just directly text message me there to tell me this is a terrible episode or a great episode. Love to hear your feedback. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. Mortal Kombat.